Ladies and gentlemen, Opposite Attractions proudly presents a new E.T. adventure. Welcome to Opposite Attractions, ladies and gentlemen, the show about theme park design that's technically possible. I am your host, Scotty Moore, joined as always by my very special friend, the extraterrestrial known as Jim Murphy. I, I do enjoy Reese's Pieces occasionally. They're very good. So this week we're making E.T. into a better ride. And uh, Reese's Pieces would not get me into a small girl's bedroom. Though. Yeah, that would be a bad thing. I will say my favorite piece of merch in all of Universal. I may have been very drunk and with my good, good buddy, Blake Tanner. And we got off the E.T. ride and it's just a T-shirt with a picture of E.T. on it. And all it says is this guy <laughs> and it's E.T. pointing at himself. It's the best thing you can get in the entire park because it makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Yeah, why does that exist? Yeah, so you were telling me before we... They should do that for every attraction at Universal. It's fucking Vin Diesel, like, this guy. <laughs> um, you were This this boy wizard. <laughs> you were telling me before this show, you of course have famously never been to Universal Studios, which we, we will fix no. one day. And you, you were confused by E.T., and I don't understand how you could be confused by it. I, I don't know what a Botanicus is. That is E.T. Okay, here we go. Here's what's going to happen. I don't think that was mentioned in the movie. Here's what's going to happen. I um I couldn't find a good quiz, so instead I'm going to take you on like a performative experience of what it's like to ride E.T. So you get in the line it's usually very short if you play your cards right <laughs> or if you're like me you flirt with one of the ticket takers and they're like oh just go in the the fast line it's okay um <laughs> then you get crowded into this room and there's a tv on in front and you know before rides like this like the mummy it's showing like brendan Fraser and the mummy running around and it's showing like the characters from the film and getting you experienced in the world of the movie they sh fucking Steven Spielberg's just there. That's how it starts. <laughs> it's it's not like E.T.'s like, what's up, y'all? It's Steven walking from behind a tree in E.T.'s forest like, hey, everybody, it's me, Steven. He was just, he was going to the bathroom back there. Yeah, he's like, it's me, Steven St Spielberg. Now, we don't have much time. Botanicus who is E.T.'s teacher, needs E.T. back because three of his friends are dead e. or dying. <laughs> I don't e. know. but E.T. has to turn in his algebra homework. Yeah, it's straight up like E.T. needs to come home because three of his friends are dying. Two of them look like normal aliens and one's a horrific baby doll made by Sid in Toy Story 1. And, <laughs> and so then E.T. pimps up and is like, Steven... And then he's like, what's up, E.T.? He's like, danger. I'm like, no fucking shit, E.T., I know. And then 
<laughs> and then Steven looks at you and is just like, all right, E.T., tell him how you're going to get to the green planet. And then Steven keeps talking. He does not let E.T. do a damn thing. <laughs> and he delivers the great line of the ride, which is, you're going to be making your thousand light year trip on these bicycles. But don't worry, you don't have to pedal. As if any motherfucker <laughs> in the world was like, oh, yeah, this ride vehicle won't go unless my feet power powers it and uh, it's only a thousand light years it's fine yeah and then you know steven is like all right go do the ride now fuckers and then you get into <laughs> another line and at the end of he's surly and then at the end of this line a person's just like what's what's your name and every time it's important. You have to lie. You have to just be like, my name is Greg. It is the most childlike joy you can get of lying to a stranger about your name, but I do it every time. I, I'll be alone, totally sober, and they'll be like, what's your name? And I'm like, Tony, and then I'll just scamper away. And they give you a, <laughs> they give you an interplanetary passport, which Steven told you you need, and then you go into the queue line that ends all queue lines it's the best there's just these massive trees stretching up it smells amazing and then you give your interplanetary passport to the 17 year old they've hired and that is revealed to be programming your name into the ride which is a little fucked up but then you get on the ride vehicle which is kind of like if odin's horse sleep near was a bicycle because it's just 12 bicycles welded together. And uh, then you slam the uh, you, you slam the handlebars down into your lap. And then you just go. And it's like you're floating. And then fucking E.T.'s on the ride vehicle, which they don't tell you about. And it's really weird because his head pops up and is like, ah, oh, fuck this. And then he goes down. And the beginning is basically E.T. You're going through the forest on the bicycle trying to avoid the worst animatronics I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, and then uh, a car pulls out in front of you. You think you're gone. You think you're going to get caught. Nope. Fucking ride vehicle shoots into the air. And now is the famous moon flying scene as you fly over a very well done, like, recreation of whatever city E.T. is based in. And then shit pops off. Because that's the <laughs> point where you turn a corner and you're just in space. And I've had, like... <laughs> Two existential crises the last two times I've ridden it during this section. And then you shoot forward and now you're on the green planet. And yes, you should be high for this because it's buck fucking wild. Uh, <laughs> imagine it's a small world on a lot of heroin. And that's what the ride is. <laughs> So, you've got all these weird-ass creatures. There's one who's just like, Welcome home. You've arrived. And I sing it with him every single time. And that's that part of the ride. E.T. heals all his... E.T. heals all of his friends from what, whatever, whatever they've got. And then there's just a bunch of naked E.T.'s 
bunch of naked baby ETs everywhere. Like, you know the part in The Little Mermaid where you're in the under the sea part? It's like that, but replace all the fish with nude baby ETs. And that's what that part of the ride is. And so then after that, you turn a corner, some more shit happens, you almost get splashed with water, and then finally you see E.T. looking like a real MC up there, and he's just like, Thank you, Steven, Egg, Dom, some... Because he don't know fucking names anymore because they don't want to work on him at all. So, fun fact... Half the time, you could go up there and be like, my name's, my name's uh, Jonathan. Thank you. Greg. And, like, they'll just skip your name. <laughs> so that's the E.T. experience at Universal <laughs> Studios. And then you go buy your famous This Guy shirt. And you can also take a picture in the closet. And, yes, they do sell Reese's Pieces in the, uh, in the, uh, in, in the shop. Why, what? Explain the closet, please. Like in E.T., where he hides in the closet with all the dolls. Okay. That's why. I think E.T. might be wanna, in there. I don't want I, I, to... That, that would be awkward. Can you imagine if you were like, no, it's a picture-taking opportunity, and you sat in it, and then all of a sudden you felt something like uh, alien press against your back? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, I've been in this kind of closet before. Oh, no. And you know, Universal Studios has gotten a lot better, especially in Islands of Adventure, about the fact that their areas are themed. Like, you go to the Jurassic World area, it's like you're in the Jurassic World. Fucking E.T., you can leave and then go meet SpongeBob. And then go ride the Woody <laughs> Woodpecker roller coaster. E.T. is just, it's my favorite ride, but it is in the weirdest section of all of Universal Studios. Well... You have to remember that, like, back in 1989, they just kind of threw crap together. They didn't really build for theming Jim, last, a lot. Jim, last time I left and there were two just trolls outside just getting pumped up for Justin Timberlake's good music. Um. So, yeah, do you have any other questions? E.T. is probably more of a Katy Perry fan. Oh, yeah, because... Cause he, cause the song, cause I, I get it, I got you, get what you, got what you're putting down. So yeah, that's that's my experience. Yeah, he likes boobies. That's... Yes, and that's uh, that's what the ET experience is like. Do you have any more further questions about the experience um, or any fun facts? Um, no, I have no fun facts about ET. I like I said, it's been I'm not I'm not a universal person. So. I mean, I, and I think we brought this up last week. It is the only opening day ride they have left because Jaws got murdered by Harry Potter, as he does. Um, what were some of the other ones? I know that one got taken out. I think they still have a show that they opened with. I think that animal show is something they opened with, but... Yeah, I think that's it. So it's E.T. and the weird animal show that I have not been to once at Universal Studios. (laughs) But, um, so... It's our job with our theme park this season to make rides better. And as you can tell, I'm a huge fan of E.T. But like I said, I don't... I feel like there needs to be more theming around it. More heroin. More heroin. More heroin. Um, so I, I like the idea of like outside putting like restaurants that they may have visited in the movie or like different locales. That way it's kind of like you're there, like there's a McDonald's or something. I don't know shit. And um, I, I kind of wanted to 
I wanted to update it, because like you said, the movie was seven years old when this ride was made, so I wanted to make something in these last throws before they can finally fully give up Marvel to Universal Studios, or to, to uh, give up Marvel to Disney World, so I instead want to update E.T. to be more about a, like a Marvel thing. So what's going to happen, Jim, is you get into the line like normal, and then the doors open, and then you see Paul fucking Rudd. And and Paul Rudd looks at you and goes, Hey, everybody, it's me, Paul Rudd, star of Marvel's Ant-Man. Are you guys ready to ride the Ant-Man experience? And everyone's like, fuck yes, awesome. And so he's just like, now as soon as you go in there, you're going to enter the quantum realm, which is this strange area where everything looks like desert. And you're like, okay, that's cool, I guess. And so then he's just like, he turns into Ant-Man, and then you see him do some Ant-Man antics, and then the doors open, and you do find yourself in what appears to be a very strange locale, but it does seem like this big, vast, red desert, and you walk through it, it's almost like walking on a foreign planet, and eventually you get into your ride vehicle, which has now been updated to kind of have more like a, a, a spaceship look to it, almost like a like a, something NASA would have built. So you get into that, and you go forward. When On E.T., you go up this hill, but this time you turn around, and it's like you're falling back, and you realize that it's you going to Earth. So, I mean, that could be like him going back to normal size or something from the quantum realm. And um, then you find yourself in a van with a, with a child and his family. And so at, at that point you go through... Can you tell I'm improv in this whole thing? Uh, so then you ride through the van and then you kind of see like these weird locales. So you see a house that's old and dilapidated and kind of broken apart. And there's like... And then as you go through it, you see the house repair itself. So maybe it's like almost, it's like after the snap happened, the house got destroyed, but now he's repairing it. That could be what that is. Um, I'm really describing the experience myself because I'm writing it with you. And then Jim, I wanted to include something. And it was, it was a drop. So this has got a Pirates of the Caribbean-esque drop as you begin to go down a hill violently and you look next to you and you see this, the child from the van, but he's now in a wheelchair and he's just going as fast as he fucking can. And then both of you fall down and splash oh. in the water. Oh no. And then from the front of your ride vehicle, up pops a mysterious alien creature. That's right. This ain't Ant-Man. It's fucking macking me, motherfucker. So. I should have known. <laughs> Damn it. So, at that point, have you ever seen Mac and Me? Uh, yes. Okay, so you know yes, afterwards you escape out, and then Mac hides back down in his little basket, and then you go through a McDonald's, and there's a very lengthy amount of time where a creepy Ronald McDonald is singing a song, and all the kids start dancing. Then you go back to their house, and now it's kind of become overgrown with foliage, but it's not Mac's fault. He just really wants it. He wants things to be fine, and then you go on a search for his parents. 
because that's what fucking Mac and me is about. And you go through this deserty area, and then eventually you find the parents, but then the police come from behind you, and you turn, and then suddenly you go into a supermarket, and the fucking dad alien is just there, thinking that's normal, and then the supermarket explodes. Or is it the van? Something fucking explodes at the end of Mac and me. And then... Your brain. It's something. And then all of a sudden, the entire ride vehicle is surrounded by police and the fucking wheelchair kid gets shot. Jim, that, that happens in the film. They shoot a child in a wheelchair after tossing him down a fucking cliff. And then... This is where my ride kind of deviates because then you see like this dark image of the child's body and you see his soul rise out and then there's a bunch of fucking heffalumps and woozles and they're all messing with you for a few because that's what hell is because I've ridden Winnie the Pooh and you can't fucking tell me that's not what happens in that ride. And uh, then you see his body slowly float back down, and then you see Mac, and Mac's, uh, Mac, Mac is over the dead child, just touching on the corpse, and then the corpse comes back to life, it lifts up, the animatronic just does a sit-up like The Undertaker, and then after that, <laughs> the final scene, it, it, it's almost akin to the end of Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, where, like, everyone's cheering you, like, ah, oh, you've done a great job today, except instead, it's the fucking alien family but they're dressed like normal people in suits and fedoras and I don't trust that shit at all and then afterwards you get off the ride and then you go buy a shirt with Mac on it that says this guy so that's my updated ride everything on the outside is going to be branded as the Ant-Man experience the only difference is once you get inside. This is Paul Rudd's greatest gift to humanity. So, uh, yeah, you know, I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd theme the outside <laughs> to have a McDonald's and shit, but otherwise there's not really much else to do. Maybe a photo shoot where you can shoot the child yourself. <laughs> so, uh, what'd you bring to the table there, buddy? <laughs> Well, um, as I said, I, I didn't really know much about the ride. And also, when I thought about trying to make, like, an E.T. ride, like, updated, there's not really much in the way of um, source material to go on. Yeah. Well, to be fair, they didn't go on much source material for the ride yeah. either. They're like, look, get so, them on the moon and then send them to an alien place. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> what I decided... Is that um, since E.T. Uh, and uh, Elliot on the bike is the logo for Amblin Entertainment. Okay. That I would essentially do kind of what I did last week, except this time it would be a, a, an Omnimover attraction uh, where you essentially watch E.T. fuck with a bunch of movie production company logos. Okay. <laughs> So he, like, beheads the woman in the fucking... It's not the Universal logo. 
What's the one Columbia with Columbia the... Pictures? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just bad. That's Columbia heart. Pictures. Um, I think uh, what he would do in that one is he would try to like knock her off the thing, like he'd be in a dress with a with a lamp and try to like shove her off. Jim, you know ET isn't Stitch, right? <laughs> you know the the movie. <laughs> well, that that kind of goes into the point where I would at some point have uh, Cinderella Castle attacked. Like the way that Stitch did it that one day at the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Except instead of it saying Stitch was here, it would say E.T. was here. Could we propose... I mean, I like the idea, but we need an element of danger. Could they go into the Lion's Gate logo and he's trapped between the gears and you have to help him escape? <laughs> uh, I came up with about ten different... Well, ten different things. I don't know if there would be any uh, danger. Um, because there was like him like... Uh, Screwing with the Fox searchlights in the 20th Century Fox logo. Okay. Like, maybe maybe he could try to do hand puppets with his weird-ass hands. Yeah. Um, he could, uh, mountain climbing the Paramount logo. Um, f- uh, he could knock the kid off of the DreamWorks logo and go fishing. Oh, dude, absolutely. Jim, you're just um, proposing there- a, a YouTube video at this point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, um, we could do some danger with the uh, MGM lion, like, trying to eat his ass. How about that? Do you want to go with that direction? Yeah, yeah, there we go. And then the rest of the ride um, is you and E.T. trying to escape the lion. Uh, I would have him jumping on the eye in the Pixar logo, like the lamp. Okay. Um, um, the, actually, I thought of two different endings. One would be that he would get stuck in the Warner Brothers water tower with the Animaniacs. Oh, that's very good. I like that. And you wouldn't you wouldn't actually see them. You would just see like silhouettes, and you might like we could probably hire the people to do the voices. Uh, it would be either that, or there would be something where he would be like leaving the planet, and it would just be the Universal Studios logo that he was flying away from. Okay, I'm down with that. I really enjoy that. See, with me, I almost like this idea of you're going... I don't know why the logos would be in a museum, but it's like you're going through a museum and it's got this um, Phantom Man... Is Phantom Manor the one with the fucked up monkey? Which... No, that is Mystic Manor. Okay, yeah, it's got a Mystic Manor vibe. Phant- Phantom Manor has a, is very much different than yeah, that. Yeah, Phantom Manor is the demon one, that's right. Uh, yes. But, yeah, I, I like the idea. I originally thought you were going to propose, like, E.T. doing his own version of, like, the great movie ride, but it's through all of Amblin Entertainment's films, including, uh, let's well, see, oh, the, Harry and the Hendersons. Wanted, <laughs> they wanted to do, uh, The Goonies was also an Amblin Entertainment movie. Yep. Um, they wanted to do that with the Muppets back in the day. They wanted to do the Muppet movie ride, and they never... Yeah, uh, I think we've talked about that on the show before, yeah. Made me very sad. Boy, Amblin made good... See, for some... I don't know why I thought Amblin did Ernest Scared Stupid, and I was like, oh, they don't make good films. They make exclusively good films! (laughs) Well, they're headed by Steven Spielberg. I mean, I don't know which exactly you're... They're not headed by, like... Um, the guy from, like, the guy that did Postal. Yeah. Werner <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> Herzog. Uh, that's not him. <laughs> um, now, they did make the Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas, so they're not without their own sins, but, um, let's see. Mac and me. Who produced them? Maybe we could combine the two rides. We could have <laughs> Mac and E.T. face off in an epic battle for the soul... 
Okay, no, no, no. It's like Pokemon. <laughs> they both have their Pokemon, but it's in the basket of their uh, bicycles. And then E.T. and a wheelchair kid, or uh, what's his name? Elliot and wheelchair kid face off by unleashing their Pokemon to fight one another. The film holds a 0% <laughs> approval rating. Despite this, it is it is it has attained cult status entirely because of Paul Rudd, I think. <laughs> yes. Let's see. <laughs> Someone called it E.T. in a sticky wrapper, which I love. Let's see. Eric, Michael, Debbie, and Courtney decide to help reunite Mac with the other three aliens revealed to be his family. With Mac's help, they travel towards the outskirts of Palmdale and manage to find them in an abandoned mine. While stopping at a gas station, they alert security. And fuck, I forgot this happens. Oh my god, no. This is definitely going in my ride. Mac's father steals a gun from a security guard and there's like a 10 minute segment with this big awkward ass alien just holding up a gun. See, I would have went with the uh and the alien with the gun. I would have just did the ending to Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Yeah. No, no, that's the end of the ET ride. Is the dad gets the gun, points it at E.T. and is like, you don't want to do this, son. And then he shoots, but it ricochets off of E.T.'s sick del- deltoids and it hits the hits the wheelchair child. And then that leads into E.T. and Mac teaming up to resurrect wheelchair boys. What's, what's, what would be weirder if, if the other aliens and Mac and me weren't his family or are his family because I think it'd be weird if he was like, I don't know those aliens. (laughs) Fuck this. F them. I still love the fact that the end of the film ends with the aliens being granted American citizenship. Let's see. And chicken nuggets. Oh my god, I forgot they trap him inside a vacuum cleaner at one point. Okay, yeah, that's definitely there. They have to... (laughs) At one point, it's gotta be like the cat in the hat ride, except you get sucked up into a vacuum cleaner and start spinning around in a circles a la Men in Black alien attack, and the lights are flickering everywhere, and then that's that's gonna be that segment. And then a cow goes through, and I watched a Twister, another Amblin Entertainment film. Yes. It's all homages. It's all homage to Amblin Entertainment. That's the whole thing. See, At the end, they do a West Side Story. See, the thing uh, is, I have to fully follow the Mac and me for mine, because, like, the beauty with E.T. was the fact that it was like, well, what if we got to explore the green planet? What if we got to see what his home was like and see how amazing it is? And it is! And Mac and me, they show the fucking planet. It sucks. It's like a red desert, and that's it. Um, let's see. I'm trying to find other things from this that could be great scenes. Can um can the the exit of the uh of your ride just have Conan O'Brien very angry and trying to destroy the yeah yeah <laughs> trying to destroy no, the ride you, from the you end. turn a corner and like an ET when you turn a corner it show I think I believe it shows like a um 
It shows E.T.'s hand as, like, the, in the stars, touching Elliot's hand. On this one, it's just Conan O'Brien flipping the middle finger to you. Like, no, <laughs> fuck you. I can't believe you did this Thank to you, me. Thank you, Steven. My favorite part about this... No, no, no. I like the promo video of Conan riding it for the first time and being so excited to ride the Ant-Man ride. And then be like, <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> wow, they... They fucking... It was released with Orion Pictures, who is literally anti-Amblin Entertainment. It's the (laughs) anti-company. Oh, my God. Amblin... Amblin... Not Amblin. Orion's made good films. This sucks. Well, Jim, we've made something. We made something this week. I do enjoy the fact that while I was talking about Mac and me without even saying the name Gaster in our in our Twitch chat was like, this this is fucking Mac and me, isn't it? It's like, yes, it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> so uh, what challenge do you have for me next week? What ride well, can we make better? You, you did sort of reference the ride I think we should fix. I've referenced a lot of rides, dude. Yeah, um, but I think what we need to do uh, for the... The continent of North America is fixed. The many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Oh, oh, Jim, thank you, thank you for giving me access to make the existential crisis of Winnie the Pooh. He comes back to life, but it's just like I can't have that happen to me, Tigger. And then he becomes a witch, and then he tries to crave eternal life. And by the end of it, Winnie the Pooh becomes a vampire. That's my ride. Spoiler alert for next well, week. <laughs> Winnie the Bloodsucker is my ride for next week. What we poo in the shadows. (laughs) Hey, can we put a show note that just says, just listen to that one joke, and that's all you really need from this week's episode? Oh No, I think the world needs to hear your Mac and me uh, oh, yeah. experience. Oh, no, Gaster says he wants us to fix Figment. Fun fact, buddy, we did it last week. Just go back to the older episodes <laughs> at opposite-attractions.com. Uh, so, Jim, next week we're going to murder Winnie the Pooh. Where could people find you on the internet until then? Again, uh, I'm, I'm on Twitter at Apparently Smart. Obviously, that's true. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy all my books on Amazon. I swear they're more well-written than my pitch this week. Uh, the Queasel Corp Trilogy, BS versus the Gods. Just look up Scotty Moore on Amazon, and you can find it, ladies and gentlemen. But until then, make sure to check out all the other shows online at a load of pure BS.com, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, remember to support us, whether that be on Patreon, like the Patreon Saint of Opposite Attraction, Ransom Meltzer by picking up some op-at merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com or most importantly just leave us a review on iTunes make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel I may have a secret project coming up involving theme parks that I came up with very drunk that should be out in the next couple of months so you definitely need to stay subscribed for that ladies and gentlemen but of course until next time remember to find Jim and me on the Twitter machine at op at show. That's spelled O-P-P-A-T-T-S-H-O-W. Are you down with O-P-P?